It is. It's Gooch Live featuring Paul Rosen, my buddy Rosie, and it's been brought to you by the Muppets. Sometimes I feel like I'm the Muppets. You and I are sitting up watching Val, the producer, on uh, He Looks Like Fonzie Bear. I actually like that. That was a cool, uh, that part of the, when they're in the uh, balcony. I love that part. And then when the Swedish meatball guy comes out. Actually, uh, the dark guy kind of looks like 190. No, the dark guy, it kind of looks like, uh, you know, that Swedish meatball dude? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to see a picture of it. I'm not, uh, my kids uh, are long, long past the uh, Sesame Street days. And here he is. Who? The, the Sesame Street guy or the dark guy? Oh. Well, if you threw in the big beard, he's got a huge beard. But, well, uh, I know. I was just yeah. evaporating my thoughts. All right, listen. Before we bring up the dark guy, uh, women's suspend the season. Yeah. Playoffs were supposed to start, and unfortunately, COVID has run through that whole, gosh, I feel bad for them. They, they tried very hard to make it happen, and unfortunately, it didn't. We kind of knew, we talked about it a little while ago, we kind of knew it was going to be a tough thing to do with only six teams and then everything else going on that, uh, you know, okay, hey, just look at, uh, you know, today I was talking to Roger Lichois where you're finalizing a lot of the editing in the book and uh, I'm telling you, the NHL, New Jersey, Buffalo, Vegas, other than the, the uh, every division is in touch, Gooch, other than the Canadian division. Yeah. Well, we know how to run it up here. That's why. Hey, listen, uh, Patrick Liney last night struggled with the Columbus Blue Jackets, as you know, yep. minus two and took high stick penalty uh, in a 6-3 loss. I did hear Torts say afterwards I gave him a lot of ice time. I think it was almost 21 minutes. Uh, and you know what? He said he wasn't uh, despondent. He thought he showed some really good things, and that's how we're going to get him back into playing. Game one, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, if if he hasn't scored in three games, we'll see how Ports uh, handles it. Back check, back check. Hang on, send me my paycheck. Hey, what about uh, what about our buddy Dubois? Is it tonight? No. Uh, I so he's making his debut very soon. It. Uh, I'm not sure. No, they don't play tonight. I was looking. It was very. Uh, there's only a couple games tonight. Yeah, uh, terrible. Uh, Boston. Yeah. I think it's Boston, the Boston, Flyers. Philly and Detroit, Tampa Bay. Uh, right. Winnipeg is, let me see, let me see, Winnipeg. Winnipeg hosts Calgary tomorrow, and he should be in the lineup. All right, let's see if that happens. All right. Hey, listen, there's a bunch of other great comments, but why don't we bring up Dark Guy? Everybody's waiting for Dark Guy. All right, bring him up. Dark Guy. Hey, guys, how's it going? Going good, buddy. How you doing? Uh, uh, fantastic, Rosie. It's an honor to be joining you and uh, Gooch on Gooch Live here. Uh, I got, I got to note, I got to make note right away. Uh, Carrie, I, I know you're not a Leafs fan, but you got that nice Leafs virtual background there. Uh, that can't be an honor of me, is it? Yes, it is. Look at this. Watch this. <laughs> I thought it was when I said, "Hey, could you find me a picture of dark guy?" And then all of a sudden, Gene Simpson, Simmons shows up. Look at this. <laughs> I remember. All right, please. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I remember that night when they, they panned on you in the crowd. And uh, it's been a whirlwind the, uh, from day one to where you are to now. You've made the best of it. You know, I, I remember hearing after the Washington and, you know, going and then there was a, a, a part you, you I think you went on uh, a couple of shows here and there. I was actually very impressed because, you know, you see the guy and he had dark guy he's smoking a cigarette. He's got his face painted in two weeks. He'll be gone like somebody else. But your knowledge of the game and then to stay in the business, because this is not an easy business to stay in. I was very impressed. Yeah, I truly appreciate that, Rosie. And uh, through all of this, I, I have to say it's one of the things that I am most proud of. Uh, I'll be the first to admit that that image of me was was not flattering. Uh, and it's one that, you know, maybe for multiple different reasons, uh, people might not have wanted to get behind. Uh, what I was able to do was convince uh, multiple massive corporations uh, such as TSN 1050, Budweiser, uh, and many others that I was more than just that image. I was more than just a guy who had an unlit cigarette hanging out of his face with some bad face paint and a big beard. Uh, and I was able to prove to people that I was uh, an intelligent gentleman, that I had a deep knowledge of the game, a lot of experience in the game. Right. And uh, I I'm very proud of that because I, I do believe a lesser person would have been, you know, the story 15 minutes of fame and they're gone. Yeah. Um, I've been able to parlay that into radio shows, a career in hockey, uh, and I'm very proud of that. Well, I'll tell you what, you do have a face for radio. And what's more important, how would that beard look? Dark, I'm going to call you Chase. Chase, how would that beard look with all that blue in it, for God's sakes? Uh, now, is, well, this a, is this a COVID beard or is this the real deal now? No, the, I, I had the beard going for uh, oh, probably, I had the beard going for about five, six years. Uh, and then I shaved it one time for uh, a wedding to what is my, now my ex-wife. Uh, and after that wedding, uh, I grew the beard back and I've had it ever since. So. Hey, I never liked her anyways. Thank God you, thank God you got rid of her. Two things you want to do, uh, Jason. Don't tattoo your, your girlfriend or wife's name on you. I've done that mistake once. And don't uh, can let them convince you to take change your facial hair. And yeah. Well, I, I, at the time, uh, clearly, I, I cared for her. And, yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. When I, when I asked her, do you want me to shave the beard for the wedding photos? And she said, no, it's up to you. I knew that meant yes, no, please no, do it. No, no. So <laughs> yeah, that's – well, before – let's. I want to just go one more thing on this. Uh, um, you know, on, on Monday nights, uh, Gooch and, and myself with Chuck Basti, we have Mental Health Mondays, and there's a lot of uh, outside things to our show that, that we do outside of hockey, but the hockey is the main thing. I just want to say to you, congrats on the fact that when Dark Guy started, my concern was as a recovering addict and knowing a lot of people that you stopped the cigarettes and you changed that. And uh, um, I think that was a huge thing because you had a lot of kids that were influenced by Dark Guy and uh, to show them that you did that and stopped uh, smoking. Kudos to you, brother. I appreciate that, but um, for 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 the record, I have since started smoking again. We'll get rid of that. So we'll I, I do need to make a, a secondary attempt, but uh, that was part of it, Rosie, was that um, I did feel a little bit of responsibility to try to send the best message with the platform I had while I had one. Right. And yeah. if I could 
be successful in, in either one, getting uh, other people to quit smoking or, or prevent anybody from starting in the first place. Uh, I felt that responsibility and, and I was glad I had that opportunity. Hey, listen, let me, uh, as we get into this, let me introduce you formally because there's a lot of stuff that people don't know about you. And you said that picture wasn't flattering of you. Of course it wasn't. You had a Leafs, if it would have been a jet sign, I would have been all over it. Woo! <laughs> it was a Leaf. Listen, uh, you played goalie, so I feel terrible because now I'm out of the goalie union. You got Paul, gold medal, Val tripping over a blue line. Uh, you know, you've got some great goaltenders here along the way. We'll talk about that in a second. You played uh, high level, tier two, junior A, and then you played college. Uh, you were in Bell making the cut. All right, yeah. we'll, we'll go back. We'll go back to that. Uh, you went viral as the dark guy. Uh, you own a business. Uh, we'll show them that. You also were on uh, 1050 with our good buddy, Todd Shapiro. I remember him from the uh, Blundell days. Uh, head scout of the Roar Taggers with our good friend, Jimmy Thompson. You did that for two years. And now you're doing scouting up. You do a lot because you're not only at your job right now, you're also the scout for the uh, Collingwood Blues Junior A team for the last couple of years. And your goal is not I, to play I goal. Want, I, I want to work in the NHL one day. And uh, I, I know I have confidence in myself and my ability. One day I will be scouting for an NHL team. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Dubas and uh, Reed Mitchell are possibly watching this, uh, but uh, that would be great if it could be Toronto. If not, um, one day I'm going to work in the NHL. Paul, I got some thoughts. I got some thoughts right now. Let's see if we can pull this one off. Why don't we talk to, I don't know anybody over at the Leafs. What happens if he backed up the Leafs for one day? <laughs> Dark Ed, that'd be perfect. Uh, honestly, you know, David Ayers' story is one that I am completely jealous of, and I would have traded uh, Dark Guy for in a heartbeat. I mean, yeah. uh, I even as as I got older, uh, and I still was fairly a, a good goaltender, I always had that kind of dream that, you know, I'm, I'm at a Leafs game one day, and something happens, and it's just like, you know what? I've got my equipment here. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, the uh, the one thing that Gooch mentioned there, and I haven't heard this in ages, was making the cut. That was yeah. a really – didn't last long, you know, Mike Keenan, and but it uh, that was a very enjoyable show for diehard hockey guys. Talk to us about that. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of the, the little nuances uh, about Dark Eye, I think, that not a lot of people know, and I've never really talked about a whole lot before, but – uh, season one of Bell making the cut. Uh, I was a contestant on the show, and uh, you know it was it was an absolutely amazing experience uh, getting to share the ice with the the likes of you know the uh, late great Peter Zezel and uh, Gary Lehman, Mark Osborne, uh, Iron Mike. Uh, the, the amount of guys that were there and I got to to meet and, and play against it was uh, it was fantastic. Hey, listen, I never made the cut. I, I didn't even get on Wheel of Fortune, for God's sake. So um, I watched it. I loved it. I actually, Paul, I enjoyed it, actually, watching some of the, these young guys try and get a chance. And do you, was it Daryl Levy? Do you remember that name at all? Yep. Was he? Yeah. So we're a part of it. He's got InTech. Uh, it's a great uh, training facility over at uh, Paramount Sports with us. Really, really nice guy. And when I was interviewing him he had, on one of these shows, he actually said, yeah, I was in one of the first making of the cut. And I thought, wow, 
I, I even forgot about that show. So thank you for bringing it up. Hey, listen, we've got people all the way around the world here. One from Australia. He's a big, uh, uh, I think, is Aaron Kuzak uh, a Chicago fan yes. or a Leafs fan? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. yeah. So he's saying maybe you should have played darts instead of smoking. That's not a bad one. Well, I can tell Aaron that if he ever, uh, if we ever cross paths, um, I am, am one heck of a dart player. So when I ran that whole that whole uh, quit smoking campaign, uh, a lot of people said, "What are you going to call yourself uh, once you quit smoking?" Uh, and I said, "Dart guy works because I can throw darts with the best of them as well." So wow. Okay, you know the call, right? I've been I was in Europe for the longest time, and uh, I they only had one television station, and all of a sudden these guys with towels around their necks come walking out and flights. There's like 10,000 people in it. And, you know, they're announcing the names and people, I thought it was WWE. Like they were going crazy. All of a sudden they see a, a guy dressed up as a, as a cow and the next guy in a chicken costume and they want that for it. And then all of a sudden, boom, boom, 190. And all you see is everybody's starting to pound beer. Yeah. It's very great popular, sport. boy. It is very popular. Absolutely. Hey, listen, uh, the, uh, uh, we do a an event. Paul's been there as a head coach. Uh, we know you're in the scouting business. So Aaron is saying, hey, we found one of our scouts, uh, scouts for the ice hockey classic. We take guys over every year. Well, not the last couple because of all of you what's going on there. But he's saying great news. We found our... <laughs> Uh, we, one thing, uh, um, we've had a lot of talent on those teams over the years guys who are playing in the nhl now guys who had nhl careers we've had a lot of talent down there yeah dark guy we're going to need you to help us get some talent and i think we should even fire our producer because it said carry paying darts add the l kid Oh, there you go. <laughs> hey, let's let's get into you a little bit, uh, Jason. Let's understand who you are. How you know you're crazy, obviously. First, I got to say, and that's why we love you so much. You have proven why goalies are just a little bit woo, off the off the thing. Put this uh, logo up. Tell us about that. Okay, so this is actually uh, another little known fact about me. I am actually a business owner. Uh, I own a 96-acre campground uh, just about 40 minutes east of Perry Sound, down Highway 124. It's called Camp Klahani. Uh, beautiful place. I, I started going there uh, when I was about 16, 17 years old, uh, and I absolutely just fell in love with the place. It was uh, one of those scenarios where uh, I went for a weekend, and I decided to stay for a lifetime. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I love the place so much that uh, when I had the, the opportunity came up a few years back uh, to purchase it, myself and a few business partners uh, made the leap. And uh, we now own the place that, uh, you know, I grew up loving as a kid. So uh, um, an another thing I'm very proud of uh, in, in my, my accomplishments here. Paul, how great is that? And here's a great comment. Uh, Paul, you can build up on this one. Hockey is appreciative to have fans such as you, uh, Dark Guy. But you're more than just a fan. You Obviously, that's how you got this gig. Uh, but you've really grown it into – because I said to you, hey, do you know anything about the Leafs? And, of course, you do. That's why I put that up there. But you know everything about anything. Paul, follow up on that one. That's the thing that impressed me, Gooch. When all this happened, you know, I get very skeptical, especially when this all started. I was still heavy into my addiction and that. Um, and you see somebody come on, and, oh, come on, the next gimmick the next this the next that but i actually listen to your shows 
and you know we both have done things with TSN over the years. I was extremely impressed, and I got a lot of guys that I know there that I talked to about you at the time, and they had said this guy is not just a blue painted face. He knows his hockey. Uh, he knows his stuff. And, and I think that was, like, you might be able to ride this for a short period of time on the beard and the face, but you can't ride it for a year or two years or five years if you don't know your stuff. So I was extremely, extremely impressed and, uh, and um, surprised at first. And now that it's been a while, uh, uh, Jason, how do you feel about, you know, guys actually looking at you and saying, wow, this guy really knows his stuff? <laughs> Uh, first of all, you know, I, I truly appreciate the, the love there, Rosie. And uh, like I said, I'm very proud of it. I, it's still something I haven't quite gotten used to. Uh, even before I went viral and, and I had the opportunity to have a radio show and everything, um, you know, I would get into debates with my friends and uh, I just, I always, I, I knew what I knew. I, I knew I was knowledgeable in the game of hockey and, and, and basically, you know, all sports for that matter. Um, so it is kind of humbling to actually be recognized for it a little bit. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, uh, a guy with a, a blue face and, a, a painted beard and, and an unlit cigarette hanging out of his mouth, uh, doesn't land a, a radio show on, on a major sports network, uh, unless he was able to prove himself. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a humbling experience. I, I still, I still don't. I'm still not used to people putting questions out. Like when there's a hot topic uh, in the NHL and people are going to Bob McKenzie and Dreger or uh, for inside information. And then I've got a, a list of followers who are coming to me, asking me, it's, uh, it's still a bit to get used to uh, not trying no. to say I'm in their class or, or in that echelon of, of uh, you know, reporter or insider. Uh, but, it, it just, it's, it's pretty crazy to think that people come to me uh, maybe before some of them at times. Hey, dark guy, you're on Gooch live kid. You're, you're, you're one of them now. I've hit it now. Gooch, I just came up with a great idea that, uh, you know, yeah. maybe, I don't know, once every couple of weeks, so we go to dark guy, two minutes with dark guy. And he just comes up with some obscure thing that happened over the couple of weeks that, Nobody would have a clue. All right. We'll make an offer. I'd be happy to. I mean, uh, hey, not much pay. No, no. Your resumes speak for themselves. Uh, uh, so, you know, it, it would be my pleasure to do something like that. Hey, listen, okay. What we're going to do here, we're going to audition you. All right. Yeah. We've got a bunch of hockey stuff that Val's pulled up. This was already pre-planned. Thanks for okay. that. Rosie, I had no idea what we were doing. Hey, look at this. So I want to say a big shout out to Ryan Phillips. Thank you for joining us on the show. Look at this. For the love of the game, it's beautiful. And I wanted to do a shout out to you too. You and Jim Thompson along with uh, Elvis Stoiko. 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 Of course, I blew that name. Uh, all over the map. Great. We'll be listening to you. Thanks for being a part of it, buddy. It's unbelievable. Uh, five bucks per minute. All right. Well, that's what we're going to do. So, Paul. Here we're going, kid. Here we're going. Okay. All right. We're going to our roving reporter, Dark Guy. Listen, in Winnipeg right now, uh, Blake Wheeler's taking a lot of heat. Paul Morris doesn't like that. What are your thoughts? Well, I'll tell you right now, uh, Blake Wheeler, he's the he's, he's the go-to guy in the room. He's got to provide that leadership and uh, be there for his team and, and set the example. So, obviously, when things aren't quite going the team's way, 
media is going to look towards him. The team's going to look towards him. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of the role he takes on being uh, uh, such a talented player in, in uh, a Canadian market. Paul, let me follow up and then you're going, because obviously he's talking about my Leafs. Obviously he doesn't know what he's talking about. Wheeler is fantastic. I love Wheeler. Um, but now that Laney's gone over, whatever that guy's name is, we kicked him out. What are your thoughts on that big trade? Well, you know what? It's two disgruntled players. Uh, uh, hopefully both players are able to ha uh, find a happiness in their new home. Uh, you know, I was never a, a, a huge fan uh, of, of Laney to begin with. Uh, I go back to uh, a video before their draft. And, and all I needed to know, unfortunately, uh, was you looked at the pregame video. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning because they were overseas for the Worlds uh or uh, world juniors at the time and matthews got up put a collared shirt on fixed his hair for the interview and patrick lane uh laid in his bed in a white t-shirt hair was all a mess and that's all i needed to know about the difference between the two players and what their potential success was going to be going into uh their careers so uh nothing against the kid but uh, i'm not surprised to see uh that it was a short-lived honeymoon in, in winnipeg yeah, yeah, I I remember that. That Gucci, you, do you remember that interview where he was laying there? He just it didn't look like he even rolled out of like <laughs> attempt to move the covers. Like I know, it's back, crazy. He, yeah. That's where somebody in the Finnish organ, somebody should have said to him, "Hey, you got to at least sit at a chair and pretend that you care." Um, hey, kids don't care anymore. I was I was on a Zoom call with a with one of my interns just a couple of years uh, a couple of months ago, and he's laying in bed and he's on a Zoom call with me. I just said, <laughs> "Oh my God, that's offside." Hey, Paul, as you ask the question, look at this one. I love this from Aaron Kuzak. Who's Steve Ellis? Bring on Dark Guy. <laughs> uh, all right, Dark Guy's amazing. We love him, but Stevie Ellis, come on, man. Stevie Ellis is Stevie Ellis. Hey, uh, I want to ask you uh, as a goaltender here, um, you know, go back to those days when, you, you know, you're getting dressed in that room and it was a big show and that was a lot of pressure on. Um, I'm not a big fan of guys jumping on the goalie. You know, you want that goalie to make the big stop. But I'm going back to a couple of days ago when Hellebeck, who's one of my favorites, the kid's an incredible goaltender, one of the top five in the league. Um, and third period starts, I think it was the third or second period. It was seven seconds in, shots from outside the blue one. It was terrible, bad bounce, ice is fresh. Um, drives me crazy when then everybody and their brother jumps on this guy. How does he, like, talk to us about a guy who's been there. And you, you the period starts, the ice is wet. Immediately the guy shoots it from 100 feet away and it bounces by you. Like, can you talk to the general public about that, what they say about a goalie and how wrong that is? Well, it's it's the life of the goalie, and maybe that's part of the reason why uh, all of us start being so weird in, in the end is, uh, like no other position in sports, you can go from hero to goat uh, in, in one quick shot. Um, it doesn't matter sometimes how many or, or how long you keep a team in the game. Uh, one bad goal goes in, and, and everybody blames you, and a goalie's mistakes are always exposed more because you are the last line of defense. Uh, a forward can, can miss a back check and he's got his defenseman and his goalie to bail him out. Defenseman could maybe uh, give it away on a clearing attempt, but the goalie's there. Goalie makes a mistake, like misreading a, a bouncing puck, maybe not being quite prepared right off the uh, faceoff. And, you know, suddenly a guy who won the Vesna last year is is getting calls to be traded. Um, 
it, it's takes a special individual to be able to handle those types of things. And, and I think that's why goalies are a little bit different, but um, I, I would urge, I would urge the average fan to try to sit back and remember that in the end, uh, they're just human, right? They're going to make mistakes. They're not robots. And yeah, it was a tough goal to watch. Uh, I, I'm, I saw enough of them between Vesa Toscala and uh, a couple burning ones in Toronto. So I get it, but uh, you know, uh, the guy's got to be allowed to make a mistake every once in a while without having to log on to social media and uh, uh, basically seeing calls for his head. <laughs> hey, uh, Dark, I, I'm known for not being able to say people's names. And I, I'm really breaker one nine breaker one nine uh so i struggle sometimes with names so uh elvis stoico i apologize you know what we had jeremy rona come up and i, I think i called him jeremy or or jamie or it was so horrific so uh i just take it as we go listen some guys are good at something you guys can stop the puck obviously not a fun plan i'll probably put a pump a bunch by you hey listen let's talk about uh, obviously, your role as as a celebrity to speak. Uh, do you have a tough time going through the airport? Well, not now because uh, uh, no, uh, not the airport. But uh, you know, uh, at the risk of of how this might sound, I very much got a taste of what it was like to be uh, maybe a Justin Bieber um, when I was downtown Toronto in Maple Leaf Square. Uh, especially right when this all happened. Like it got to the point at, at times when I was in Maple Leaf Square, like to get over from, from real sports into the arena, which is like a 15 second walk, it would take me an hour and a half. Uh, and it got to the point where uh, the fine Toronto police force would be escorting me around because I would have people just grabbing at me, grabbing at my beard, uh, trying to turn me around for pictures. And uh, truth be told, um, I was built for that. I, I loved every minute of it. Uh, but I definitely did get a taste of what it would be like to uh, to be an actual celebrity. Paul, you and I would get a kick out of it. Hey, quit it. Hey, watch out. Sniper. That, Sniper. That's, that, that's how Gooch feels when he's in Germany. Uh, yeah, I, no, I'm I, hiding from the... I'm hiding from the bill collectors. Hey, I'm I not sure. Yeah, go. I, gonna, I can tell you the one, the worst it ever got was uh, one game during the playoffs. Uh, obviously, I was all painted up at a game in Toronto, uh, and I was actually stepping to the urinal in a bathroom, and I was literally just about to unzip, and a guy put his hand on it and hit my shoulder and spun me around. And I just kind of looked at him. Like, he's like, can I have a picture with you, dark guy? I'm like, yeah, not a problem, but. You think you could give me thirty seconds here? I was my my hand was basically on my junk here. Like, hey, uh, uh, now put the disclaimer up. That guy was just wanting to see how big your dart was. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> the, uh, the, the whole bathroom erupted in a uh, let him pee, let him pee chance. Oh my so. god! Oh my god. <laughs> well, only in Toronto. It, yeah. So because you're scouting now, this is a perfect time. I was listening to this afternoon uh, and the uh, the Olympic team uh, um, yeah. was just announced and uh, uh, for Beijing and you know, I'll be there calling the games for the sled. Hopefully they'll be playing, um, yeah. you know, and uh, and uh, they were talking to uh, um, to the GM and uh, Ronnie Francis and they were talking to ask him about, you know, scouting for the Kraken and how things have changed. How do you scout right now for Collingwood when you can't watch games? 
Well, and that's uh, that's basically the hurdle we're as an organization and and many organizations and I, I guess like the whole league uh, is is battling. Right, um, there are no games to go watch. Uh, you're you're looking for possible footage of guys that are were on your radar, maybe via uh, online streams, YouTube, that type of thing. But uh, even that provides difficult uh, me for. I don't, I don't like watching video on a guy. Uh, I will use it when I need to, uh, if I want to maybe dissect a few things a little bit further, but I need to be there in the arena watching him play. Uh, I want to be able to see some of the things that maybe the camera doesn't pick up uh, away from the play, maybe his, his demeanor on the bench. So uh, I'm not a huge fan of, of the video, uh, but we are having our meetings. We are discussing players that we're familiar with, tar uh, possible uh, targets to move forward with with next year. Uh, just unfortunately, uh, there are no games to go watch, and it, it does prove prove to be difficult. Listen, we're going to go back to the uh, obviously back into doing an interview so that we could get. We don't really have a Toronto correspondent, do we? Maple Leaf correspondent? No, no, we don't. We've we got we've got we got the flying Frenchman. He does the Montreal Canadiens. We got Winnipeg with Scott Taylor. We got Germany. With uh, with choppy, we don't have a Toronto Maple Leaf one. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna send you an offer, and it will not include cigarettes. But I'm gonna send an offer to you. Hey, look at Chucky says this. I love everything about Dark Guy except he loves the Leafs. Maybe we can get him some help uh, <laughs> for that disorder. Now, of, course, of course, that's coming from uh, our, our friend Chuck. <laughs> yeah. So talk to me about how did you fall in love with the Leafs? Why the Leafs? I know you lived here. You, you were born in Sudbury, obviously, and then you, now you live in Barrie. So it's a natural to love the Toronto Maple Leafs. But they you're not that old to remember the 67. Oh, sorry. The last time the Leafs won the Stanley Cup. Uh, you don't remember the parade. Could you imagine right now you as dark guy, the Toronto Maple Leafs, we don't have COVID. They win the Stanley Cup and you being on one of those floats. Uh, that would be the absolute pinnacle of, <laughs> of a dream come true. I mean, next best thing to, to being on the team and winning a cup myself would, would be able to be part of that. And, uh, certainly hope that, uh, the day that happens, that the Leafs think of me to, uh, to include me on one of those floats, because, uh, uh, that would be an experience and a half. Well, I think the one thing that the uh, general public doesn't understand, when the Raptors won and they had, like, uh, it seemed like 100 million people, can you imagine if the Leafs won? It would be 10 times that. I've said that exact same thing, and that's no disrespect to Raptors fans and, and the, the outpouring of support they got when the Raptors won. But I've, I saw so many people uh, from not just Canada, not from Newfoundland to Vancouver, but I'm talking worldwide commenting say that's great and i like the raptors and that's cool but if that was the leafs i'd be there yeah what about tfc what happens if tfc ever wins again do you think we'll get more than a couple hundred thousand there val hey listen uh i love soccer now val's got me hooked on it uh <laughs> thank you hey listen i wanted to go there's a great question here and it's a serious question finally we got a serious person on our show oh it's aaron it can't be that serious Give us an insight on what you look for as a scout, because you know it's it's tough. You know, we're, we Paul and I think we're funny at times, uh, but then we go to a meeting and people, you know, we have to pretend we're serious, and not a lot of people can do that because we're so humorous. You're a funny guy, um, you know. Obviously, when the Leafs win it, you're gonna have a gray beard. 
uh, and you're going into media. How do people take you serious? And I, I don't mean that in any disrespect. Please don't take it that. Oh, but course. you're a scout now. So now you're going in and somebody's saying, yeah, scout, he's dark guy. Well, I, I tell you, uh, the debate has, has crossed my mind multiple times. One, uh, to shave the beard because I do clean up pretty well uh, when, when I don't have the beard and maybe just a little more professional looking with a goatee. But uh, I, I didn't want to sacrifice you know, who I was at, who, who I am as, as a person and everything, um, just to do that. And, and I had confidence in myself that I would get people to, to see past it. Uh, I've met some people in the arenas who, who kind of, you know, snicker, you can see them, uh, they, they give you a smirk when they meet you and walk away, walk away and they're talking. You could tell that it's like, I can't, can't believe this clown's a scout. Uh, but the ones that give me the time of day to talk to me, uh, usually walk away uh, saying the same thing you guys are like, wow, I did not see that coming. <laughs> hey, don't feel bad. That's what happens to me every day when I walk. Who is this guy? <laughs> Who is this dude? Uh, but you know what? It's it's a lot of fun. I, I got to tell you that, you know, you've you've added a part to the game that's needed now. You know, we need more personality. So another great comments coming in here. And let's think about this, Rosie. We're going to do a round table, Steve Ellis, Liam McGuire, and Dark Guy. That'd How entertaining great. would that be? That'd be very – make... uh, do you know who uh, Stephen Ellis and Liam McGuire are, uh, Dark Guy? Steve Ellis rings a bell, Liam McGuire, no. So Stephen oh Ellis is with the Hockey News. He's a, he's a genius. And yeah. Liam McGuire is a little older than uh, – he's one of the uh, hockey historians. He knows more about – he's written a million books, but he knows more about – Stanley Cup history, hockey history. You could ask him, 1942, game-winning goal, Stanley Cup. What did the guy eat? How did he get to the bank? <laughs> and who assisted on He knows everything. And who sold popcorn in the fifth row of the arena? So we're going to work on that. That's one of the things. Back to seriousness. How important is assessing a player's character in your decisions or reports? Really good question because, you know, a lot of people get caught up. You see a talent. Obviously, you see – uh, Connor McDavid. It's not not difficult to say. I don't care how bad. I'm going to figure out how to get this kid if he's got a bad attitude. It makes it more difficult. But if the guy's a fringe player and you're scouting him and he's got a bad attitude or she's got a bad attitude, it's really difficult for you to kind of go out on a limb, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, you just take it back to what I was saying about the difference between watching uh, Laney leading up to the draft and watching Matthews leading up to the draft and and how I knew what the difference was going to be just based off of some of their interactions. Uh, but to address that question a little bit more deeply, when I'm looking at, at, at players and their potential to move forward and be successful at the next level, uh, character is just as if not more important than than anything else. Uh, I've had players come up to me and, and ask me about, you know, moving on. And I tried to tell them, you know what, when you take that next step, everybody can skate as fast as you, everybody can shoot as fast as you, what are you do going to be doing to set yourself apart from the rest? And, and that's where the character and, and work ethic come in. So, you know, when somebody asks me, uh, what kind of importance uh, I put on to their player's character and getting to know them uh, when making decisions. I, I have to say it's almost the most important part of it. Yeah, absolutely. You know what, Val, our producer, he just comes up with a great example. The Rangers D-man, Tony D'Angelo, who is like, he's trying, he's, 
I don't know if he's, they're talking maybe that a trade is in the works, but he cleared waivers and the kids got talent, but it's that attitude that just continuously takes you down. Is yeah. there at that level that you're in, obviously NHL level that it's, it's a little further. Sometimes guys are a little older, but would you uh, have an opportunity if there was a guy, you know, Collingwood, let's say he's uh, he's 16 years old and, uh, you know, maybe he's got a little bit. Would you approach his parents uh, or maybe guardian to talk to them? My obviously, you know, part of being a scout and, and being in junior hockey is not only, you know, helping players develop uh, their on ice skill, but we want to be turning out uh, well-rounded gentlemen uh, to be successful later on in life in all aspects of life. Uh, so by all means, you know, Every junior team I've been part of uh, so far with uh, Aurora, Jim Thompson, uh, and out here in Collingwood with uh, uh, the owner, Dave Steele, you know, we do everything in our power uh, to help, you know, a kid that might not be seeing the path clearly or, or might be having issues that they need help with. So uh, given that they're a little bit younger and there are some scenarios where, you know, the kid might be uh, 16, 17 years old. Uh, if need be, yeah, I, I would feel that responsibility to talk to the parents and just say, listen, you know, I think we think your, your, your boy's having some troubles here and, and this is how maybe we can help. Hey, listen, uh, you're listening to Gooch Live featuring Paul Rosen. There's Rosie. We got our good buddy now, Dart Guy. He's going to help us out with the Toronto Maple Leafs because none of us watch them. Here we got the Winnipeg Jets, of course, uh, Chicago Blackhawks, and that's our foolish. Uh, that's, that's not fair. I watch all the Leafs games. I'm not a big fan, but I watch all their games. <laughs> no, I, I agree. We we watch every game, but obviously we're biased when they play against our team. So it'd be great to have somebody on. And don't forget, uh, tomorrow we've got Mike Gartner's coming on town. Four o'clock, yeah. Mike Gartner. I'm sure you guys know who he is. NHL. Unbelievable. 700 points. I know it's just crazy. Val's put a little thing up there. All right, Dave Tiger Williams on Friday. This show is going through the roof. We've got Dark Guy. We've got uh, Mike Gartner. We've got Dave Tiger Williams. And tonight I'm with Pete Bombacci with Wellness Wednesday. It's not. How do you how do you follow up Dark Guy though? <laughs> you, with Pete Bombacci. <laughs> All right, let's get. To, how much are you willing to share with other scouts from other clubs? Uh, would you suggest the player is better fit for another club? Very good question because you may look at that player. Thanks, yeah. Bobby B. You know, and look at him and say, you know what? We need a we need a rough and tough uh, defenseman. And the other the team, you know, a guy, you know, an agent that or uh, a scout that needs, you know, a, a very good skating puck moving defenseman. But you you can't touch him because you need the tough guy. Are you guys are you in cahoots? Do you work together? Or are you just nah? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, Bobby. That is a great question. Um, myself, personally, I, I I know I know a lot of scouts. Uh, when when I go to the games, uh, uh, when I was uh, scouting uh, some uh, the OHL as well, a lot of them talk and and they kind of sit together and they share notes. Um, myself, I'm more of a kind of if I find a guy that I think is a diamond in the rough, uh, that perhaps you know. Uh, 
I think is going to be have a, have a long career ahead of him, but people aren't even talking about him. I'm not sharing that with anybody. Uh, mm. I, I get I get that there's a uh, uh, you know the, the the boys club, the inner circle there. You, you try to help each other, uh, but truth be told, if if I've got some some feelings or thoughts on a guy, uh, I'm not sharing that with anybody. Mm. Um, as far as if if a player may be a fit with a different club, absolutely. Uh, you know if. If I've if I know I've got seven D signed and uh, quite frankly we've got you know it's all locked up we've got our D signed we've got uh, our AP signed and and we don't have any room for any more defensemen yeah I'm definitely gonna help that kid and and say hey you know to another scout listen I know you guys are a little weak on your you know your bottom six maybe have a look at this kid uh, if if it wasn't for the fact that we we are are locked and loaded we'd be taking them so. As a professional courtesy, maybe have a look at him if you don't know him already. Cool. You know what? I'm just so excited that we got you on, Dark Guy. I know Chuck Bassey I want to do the shout out for getting you on. I just thought we'd be talking about darts. And now here we are talking real good hockey. And I feel like you may have to host the show for God's sakes. Listen, this is a good this is a good point coming from David Carlson, uh Brady Leobold, who's a uh watcher and and you know the kids doing a great job with his podcast, said these elite players who are being scouted need to be taught how to be a pro. Is that part of it too? I, I don't think you're just going and seeing, okay, that guy's really good. He does this and this and this well. I, I'm going to sign him and get him. Do you not, you know, find out their character, find out some of their back background, uh, obviously what they what they do, how are they with their family, how are they doing at school, all that sort of stuff, and then mold them say, okay, listen, you want to play pro? Here are the things that we now need to do to get you there. Uh, abs absolutely. And I'm, I'm actually fairly familiar with Brady Leavold's story uh, and, and, and what happened in, in his background. So uh, I, I truly believe that, you know, all hockey uh, in Canada has taken giant strides to that, especially uh, in the junior ranks, major junior ranks into uh, trying to to not only develop on ice skills, but uh, the mental toughness and, and what it takes to be a pro and uh, be successful, you know, like I said earlier, uh, in life in general. Uh, and that is uh, part of the responsibility uh, of organizations like the Collingwood Blues. And uh, I think we do a great job of it. I think the OJHL does a great job of it on a whole. So uh, I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah, uh, and, and it is. I uh, go back a, a long way to uh, you know, with many many teams. I brought a kid over uh, back in the in the late nineties who who played with the Newmarket Hurricanes back in the day, and uh, Max Beerbry. I don't know if you remember that name or know that name. He was drafted, drafted by the Devils, and then what uh, Aurora has done over the years. You know, they uh, they've won a few Royal Bank Cups. Uh, is that the ultimate? Well, it is the ultimate in, in that uh, group to win the Royal Bank Cup. Can you see yourself um, with Collingwood? Do they have a team, if hockey got back to hockey, do they have a team that realistically could say, yeah, we got a shot at the Royal Bank Cup? I believe uh, we have a lot of talented hockey players in there. Uh, we have a good core group of young players who uh, are going to bring – a uh, national championship to the city of, uh, of Collingwood uh, from right from the top up to the bottom. It's a first class organization. Our GM, Mike Tarantino, uh, our, our head coach, Rob Bentevega, uh, our ownership, Dave Steele. Uh, it is a first class organization. We are churning out first class players and I'm 
I am very confident to say that with our team, the way it's modeled right now, uh, we would say the season started tomorrow, we would be one of the better teams in the league. I, I think we're one of the younger teams and, and that's by design. Uh, we want to keep a core together that is going to grow. Uh, so I, 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 in, in all honesty, to, to not be uh, uh, blowing my own horn here, uh, I don't think we would win this year, but I, I could see uh, possible you know, consecutive championships in the next two to three years for the city of Collingwood. That's a tough. Hey, trophy, that's a tough trophy to win too. The Royal Bank yeah. that'll win a lot of hockey. It, it is, and and my statement stands. Uh, it goes to the confidence that uh, I have in, in our in our ownership, our management group, uh, in our scouting team, and uh, I, I see that the the product we have been able to put together uh, as a team, and uh, there are a lot of very young, talented players on that team that are that are going to grow uh, together. And I, I would be very confidently saying within within the next uh, season or two, there there is going to be a championship in the city of Collingwood. How fantastic would that be? My goodness! Hey, we're gonna get free tickets, Paul. We're gonna go up there and watch that. Uh, I'm pretty sure we can slide, slide you into one of our gondolas there, give you a nice bird's eye view of the rink. Gondola, the like great thing. The great thing about that hockey too, Gucci. I've been to many, uh, many games in tier two. I think the tickets are only about five or ten bucks. So, all right, I'll buy one. Hey, listen, uh, just we're gonna let you go. We're gonna get you back. I'm so excited about having you on the show, Dark Guy. Thank you for being so uh, open and telling us uh, obviously about your life and how you became Dark Guy and that. That's fantastic. But you're more than that, and I'm really appreciating that. Uh, this is uh, this guy's from Tasmania. Uh, do not Tasmania, Australia. Don't hold it against him. He's a Bruins fan. Anthony hasn't realized that none of us like the Bruins. Okay, so <laughs> tuned into the wrong episode, maybe. <laughs> you got one thing about the uh, last comment from me: the Bruins are playing good hockey right now. Way better than I thought they would be. I thought they would have been falling off very fast. Uh, so to, to me, Jace, uh, last thing to you, and I won't call it dark guy, we'll end it. Uh, um, really, really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I, I knew about you, not just as dark guy, like I said, as a fellow TSN sort of doing some things with them over the years. Uh, a lot of respect for the fact that you are more than just an image. You know the game and uh, appreciate it. The honor was all mine. You guys have been uh, uh, nothing but kind and uh uh, I love you for it, and uh, it was an honor to join you today. So uh, I'd be happy to come back and do it anytime again. All right, we'll be getting you on there, and we'll be sending uh, send them the Tim Hortons card that we got. We got to make sure there's money on it. Hey, listen, <laughs> Bobby. I wanted to. This was the last thing I wanted to say was this. Uh, bring Bobby back up. Thank you, Bobby. Bobby B. Thanks for uh, doing this. Thank you. Bringing up very good points. This I think is really important and I want to leave it to all of our guests so they understand it. You were made by media. Let's be honest. You stood up, people saw you and then boom, it exploded. In the old days, it may have not have gone as crazy. You know, if we didn't have Twitter and tweeters and, and Facebooks and TikTok, I've got to see your TikTok page. It's got to be hilarious, but think about this for a second. We're not ready for this. Listen, some of the things that Paul and I did, if we had these things, we'd still be in jail. Um, I, I'm really wanting to know from you, as Bobby's saying, a lot of these guys don't know that. They're posting pictures, they're going to a party, things are happening. You know, we all get caught up. And then all of a sudden, when they're getting to you, maybe they're 14, 15, they're doing some silly stuff. We all did it. 
maybe not as crazy. We all did it, right, Paul? But yeah. we didn't have a camera following us everywhere or videotaping all the time. What do you say now? Like, how do you control that? Because it's tough from your standpoint. Uh, social media has helped make the dark guy the dark guy. Now you're the agent, Jason. How, how do you say, hey, you got to watch this stuff. It, it could be dangerous. Well, it's, uh, you know, I've tried to lead by example in, in how I handle my social media accounts. Uh, if you went back over my last four years, uh, I think you might have seen one or two tweets with a profanity in it. Um, I, I try to keep things uh, as even keel as possible. And uh, I've actually had the opportunity to go and speak to uh, at a couple of hockey camps uh, for kids over the years and, and teach them a little bit of the do's and don'ts of yeah. social media and maybe what to expect. Like if they ever got drafted, uh, they might go from having a, a an account of two or three hundred people to you overnight uh, might have a couple thousand uh, because you got drafted or your career's moving along, uh, which is something very similar to what happened to me. Uh, uh, I went from sixteen thousand uh, sixteen followers to seven thousand overnight. Uh, so that was a uh, a big learning curve real quickly for somebody like me who didn't yeah. have any media training and. Um, yeah. Uh, I just tried to do what I thought was best uh, and and what uh, think about the messages I wanted to put out there and what kind of person I wanted to be. Uh, and that was a positive one. Yeah, we are. We are so fortunate to have uh, the dark guy on just uh, closing thoughts. Uh, Al, Al saying that Whitby Fury, you got to battle them. And then, of course, Bobby saying, what about them Mark Markham Royals? And what a really good comment like this. Employees are monitoring social media sites. Don't forget that. That's a really key. All right. Final word to you, Dark Guy. Thanks for coming. Jason, thank you. Uh, wearing two different hats here. Obviously, you're in a business you're doing right now. Tell us quickly what you're doing up uh, up in Barrie. Uh, I'm the general manager of a location called Dogtopia. We basically do dog uh, daycare, boarding, training, grooming services. It's kind of a one-stop shop for your pups. And uh, uh, my second love in life is is, is dogs. So um, uh, overall, I'm, I'm a real lucky guy to be chasing dreams uh, of working in hockey and working with dogs. Uh, I don't know what I did in a past life, but it must have been good. <laughs> oh, God, I got a good one about you chasing dogs. Obviously, you picked the Toronto Maple Leafs. All right, listen, thank you, Jason. Paul? What? I'm not going to even comment on that. All of the mail, send it to Gooch. <laughs> you guys know I'm Joe. I love hockey. I'm like, I'm like Anthony. Look at that. He comes here for the hockey, all hockey. We don't. I don't bleed blue and white. Uh, there's some red in it, of course. All right, Chase. Thank you so much for taking time out, Pollard. Another great show. Appreciate it, just, buddy. Can't uh, wait to get John again to talk hockey. We're gonna do it. Go Leafs, go. Right on. Thanks, guys. Take care. Yeah. Wrap it up. That that was cool. Yeah. That was really I was cool. I was impressed the first time I heard him on TSN Gooch. He knows his stuff. He uh he wasn't more than just the blue paint uh and the cigarette. No, I didn't know anything more. Uh and this is gonna be our new show. I don't know how we're gonna fit uh Dark Guy in this uh promo. Show us their new promo. Show us our new promo. Okay. Now, no. Well, okay, the, no, fire him. Hey, listen, don't forget uh, tomorrow we've got Mike Gartner. How many goals did he score? Over 700. Was it? 
Who who's chasing him? Seven oh eight. Uh, who's the next guy chasing him? Ovechkin. Yeah, no. yeah, oh. they're they're tied. So we're going to talk to him about that tomorrow. And of course, Dave, the Tiger, Tiger Williams. I said Dave. Uh, Dave uh, I said Tiger Woods the other day. It's Dave Tiger Williams. Tell you what, if you could get Tiger Woods on the show, we might be going to another level. Nine iron, nine iron. Hey, listen, we got to get going. Thank you for all the great stuff we're doing tonight. I'm on with, with our buddy, Big Bambachi. Hey, look at this. Uh, Fritter, it's going to be your birthday tomorrow, buddy. I'm sending you a cake. Well, It'll have a file in. Why, it's Rob's Fritter. birthday It is. It's going to be 29. I did not know it was his birthday tomorrow. I'll have to watch. Our, listen, Bobby B, we mentioned this right at the beginning. Women. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about feel that. bad for the ladies. Yeah, feel bad for the ladies. Uh, hopefully things get sorted out, and we're thinking about all of them that are there. All right. Are we talking about are we doing anything on our our three games yesterday, or are we all three got all three of them right? Of and course, that's the always, last little bit. Okay. That'll get up here quickly, wrap it up. Okay. Get me a walk. I think, all, I I think we were all three and zero, right? Because we all had uh, Winnipeg, we all had uh, Edmonton, <laughs> and we all had uh, who Montreal. else? Montreal. Yeah, we're all three and zero. Any perfect scores? Anyone get the score? Uh, nope, not even uh, our guest yesterday, um, Francois. Nobody got the scores. Uh, what is? What is he know? Only two games on tonight. Yeah, on Tim Hortons. On Tim Hortons, you know, you do that thing on the coffee thing. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I'm, I'm trying to do it. I can't get on. I tried. Val for mayor. What's that all about? What have you been sending money to him? Hey, listen. You know what? You know what I did? I got. I did it last night, and I had to get my wife. So, you know, to do the thing. So I did mine. I picked all the winners. So what'd you get? What'd you get? Donut or coffee? Again? I got a free coffee. Awesome. Again? So that's your second one. Hang on a sec here. It's the it's called Gooch Live featuring Paul Rosen. Run by Val. And the mayor. An emotion. All right, let's pick the two games tonight. Hurry up. Here we go. He be mayor. He wouldn't take the uh, pay cut from Good Live. All right, here we go. Here what we go. Tonight's oh, games. There's only two of them. Thankfully, there's only two of them. I'm going Flyers 5-3. All right, Flyers 5-3 with Boston out there for everybody. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, you know what? I just – Boston, I, I don't get them because when I think they're going to lose, they win. When I think they're going to win, they lose. Same thing with the Flyers. I'm going to uh, – Gucci, you said the Flyers? Uh, yep. Yeah. I'm going to go Boston 4-2 to two. just so somebody will be right and somebody will be wrong. You know what? Okay. I, I'm actually going to go Boston myself. I, I think uh, Philly's too much of a Jekyll and Hyde lately, so – uh, I'll go Boston. Um, uh, you know what? I'll give three nothing for the shutout for Tuka Rask. Hey, Bobby. Now you know why he shouldn't be mayor. All right, listen. I'm going to go Detroit versus the Lightning. Bobby's going to Boston. Everybody's going to Boston. That Boston. Anthony, what's wrong with Boston, you? Boston, Boston, Boston. Yeah. Steve Rosen, your brother. Everybody's turning on me. See, I know. So I'm the only hockey. one. So I'm the yeah, only one then, with the flyer. Hey, the Flyers could win easily, but they're very up and down. You just can't tell with them. Carter Hart either amazing or terrible. He's going to yeah. be amazing. But listen, let's go to the last one really quickly. Red Wings Lightning. 
I'm going to go with a stunning, stunning upset. I'm going to say that Detroit's been playing well. I've been watching their that games. Thing, they haven't been out of it. They've been playing well. I think they upset the Lightning tonight. I think Vasilevsky has a rough night. And Thomas Grice, Thomas Grice, no, that I didn't pick him because of you, Chuck. Trust me. <laughs> Thirty-two to two. Yeah, for never mind. The, uh, Tampa Bay. All well, right, don't, I'm going. Don't call my office. I'm going, I'll be busy. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going four-three overtime. The Red Wings. They got to pull up a win. I'm going four nothing for Tampa. Okay. Getting beaten up. You know what? I, I love my I love my Redbirds, but uh, I don't see them being Tampa. Too much too much firepower for a young team in transition in Detroit. So I'll go four uh, one, uh, Tampa Bay. All right, I'm going to show you guys are all wrong. All right, guys, thank you for watching Gooch Live featuring Paul Rosen, brought to you by the good people, Hockey News, and, of course, Sports Illustrated. Do not miss tomorrow. Mike Gartner here live. Chuck Basti's got him organized for us. Thank you, buddy. We're really looking forward to it. One of the nicest human beings on the planet. He is a really, really nice human being, so I'm looking forward to that. And then you know him. Dave, yep, we're definitely going to need the disclaimer on Friday. Yeah, I, I tried I, to I will <laughs> Is there any way we can do beeps? So here's uh, Tiger, Tiger Williams. Unless you want to interrupt him as he's talking, but I wouldn't do that. That's a delay. <laughs> All right, kids. Good night. That's true. That's, the, uh, that's true. The Russian five. All right, guys. That's my cue to press the button. <laughs> See you, boys. I'm going to beat you both on these uh, guesses. I'll tell you that right now. Bye-bye. Really? Yeah. Let's play some hockey.